The Free Vision app is where you'll find a growing range of on-demand audio and video to help you look to God daily. Search Vision Christian Media in your app store. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, our opportunity to catch up with the Salt Shakers, just as we do each Thursday. Jenny Stokes joining us. Hello, Jenny. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. It's great to be back. Jenny, let's talk about uh, one of those things, obviously, that dominates conversation when it comes to values and the way people are perceiving leaders. Obviously, when there's an election rolling around, as there is in New South Wales coming up on the 28th of this month, uh, let's talk about the New South Wales election. And for people who are beyond the borders of New South Wales, at least we don't have to put up with all of the uh, uh, the advertising that demonises each side. Uh, let's talk about, though, the sorts of things that your concern concerned about with this upcoming New South Wales election? Well, Neil, I think, uh, you know, election is a time for people to focus on, on what the issues are and, and how we actually decide who we're going to vote for. And, and often it, you know, was promoted in the media. What a lot of people think about is how is it going to affect them personally? Um, what's in it for me? And we we would always say that as Christians, we need to put, go beyond that. We need to look at some of the moral and ethical positions of a government because, Often we find that a lot of the financial things are fairly similar. Um, I think in New South Wales we've got um, a bit of a debate over privatisation, so that seems to be a bit of polarising. But often it's uh, it's fairly similar, and so we look at the moral and ethical issues and, and, and what candidates themselves stand for. And, of course, it's bigger than anyone can really get their head around in just one short segment. And that's why, I guess, there are things like the Christian Values Checklist uh, that comes out uh, before each election uh, that actually helps to uh, help voters to focus in on some of the issues that really do matter. Well, that's right. And so the Australian Christian Values Institute, um, headed up by Warwick Marsh, but we're involved in that and, and the, in the development of the questions and also then looking at what are the party positions on those. So we don't actually go to a party and say, well, what do you think about this? Uh, we do look at uh, what position statements they may have made and what their voting record might be and so on in order to decide what the ticks or crosses, so you get red crosses or green ticks as to how particular parties respond, you know, have a position on those issues. And of course, the faith of the leaders often comes into focus in the lead up to an election. And it's because uh, Christian groups are bringing that focus to bear and putting leaders under some levels of pressure. Uh, we know that uh, that Mike Baird has a Christian background and, and uh, openly proclaims his Christianity. Uh, also, uh, the Labor leader, Luke Foley, he has some Christian connections. That's right. He comes from a, a quite a strong Catholic background, and so you'd expect that both of these people would uh, you know, respond to issues on a Christian perspective, on a biblical perspective. But, but often what we have find is that you know, while the leader is important, that the party itself as a mechanism, as a you know, institution, if you like, um, is sometimes bigger than just the leader as well. So while the leader can have that, they're not the one that determines policy and they're not the one that determines the platform and so on. And so we've found, for instance, in Victoria and federally where Labor Party has abortion as um, part of their platform agenda. And we found that recently in Queensland. It wasn't talked about during the Queensland election, but in their Queensland platform for the election, it openly said that if, you know, if elected, part of their plan was to introduce abortion. Um, to 
decriminalise or legalise abortion. So that's that's an issue. It's also live in New South Wales where it's allowed because of a legal ruling back in the 1970s, but it hasn't actually been legalised or decriminalised. And so that's something you always have to look toward. And uh, we're not sure where, where the leader, Luke Foley, would stand on that, but certainly the Labor Party itself is, is very uh, prone to support that sort of legislation. That's where this Christian values checklist becomes very valuable, isn't it? Because you can look at leaders and they may even look like they're saying the right things, but what their platform represents is perhaps where Christian voters uh, might be better to be informed. Uh, that Christian values checklist, now I note that there's uh, there's some red crosses uh, on both sides of politics, uh, but, but there does appear to be a few extra red crosses on the Labor side. Well, that's right. If you look at the Christian Values Checklist, we've got it posted on Salt Shaker's website with a link to the checklist. And the red and green is quite indicative. So on the left, we have CDP um, with, not really on the left politically, but anyway, on the left of the actual thing, we have green ticks um, on all of the issues. So whether it's euthanasia, uh, the legalisation of drugs, um, abortion, um, and so on. Uh, the repeal of relationship registers for homosexuals or and so on. So all of these things are actually there. The CDP has green ticks. On the other end, we have the green... Uh, the greens have red crosses. So the greens are not very green here. They've, they've got red crosses. And, and in between, we've got National Liberal and Labor. And certainly Labor's got more crosses than the coalition parties. And I guess it can be confusing when you talk about uh, what's on the left side, but they're not really on the left, and uh, who's on the greens, but hang on a second, they're not so much green, they've got more red than green. Uh, let me but, encourage readers, if you haven't seen our check, the checklist before, that, that when you see it, it actually makes sense. But yes, the left and the right and the red and the green seem to be a bit interesting when, you, when you're talking about it. But, but have a look at the checklist and you actually see, um, quite in a visual way, where the parties actually stand. Now, Salt Shakers, you guys are based in Victoria, but when there's an election on in various states and territories around the country, uh, there are insights that come that are very valuable that's uh, that's coming from uh, salt shakers. Uh, Jenny, using your vote well, this is something that always comes up uh, when it uh, comes to election time. Christians uh, who name the name of Jesus Christ and uh, say that they are followers of Christ, that's what a Christian is, uh, how ought we be using our vote well uh, for the upcoming New South Wales election? Well, I think, Neil, there are a couple of principles we need to keep in mind. And one is that you don't always have to vote the same way you've always voted. And uh, and sometimes we, we meet people who said, oh, well, I've always voted this particular way. So there's always a chance to look at what the parties are. They're not the same as they were 30, 40, 50 years ago. And so it's really important to actually look at what the parties stand for, what your individual candidate stands for. So get to know your candidate, ring them up, uh, ask them what their views are on some of the key issues, even some of the things on the checklist, what their personal view is on that as well. And I think that's important. But, but one of the key things is to know what happens when you actually go into the vote. And in New South Wales, it's a little different to the federal election, and I think people need to know what it is. In New South Wales, in the lower house, you only have to put a number one, and your vote would be valid. But it's important that you re register a number of preferences for everybody that you would reasonably like to see elected. Uh, if you only vote for, the, for one, then it doesn't go on to anyone else because you haven't indicated any preference for that. Uh, it's important too, what we hear from a lot of people, and I've, I've heard Fred Nile talk about this with the Christian Democratic Party, 
it's not much good putting, well, in fact, it's no good putting the CDP after the Liberal candidate because the vote won't flow on. The Liberal, Liberal or Labor would actually keep the vote and when it comes to two-party preferred, it's not going to be distributed down to the next vote. But you can actually get two, two bites of the cherry, if you like. You, if you vote for a minor party first and then vote for a major party second, if your first preference minor party candidate doesn't get elected, then the vote will flow on to the next person and, and help them get elected. So it's important to see that you can actually have, you know, express your preferences in that way. When it comes to the upper house, it's very different to the Senate. So what people think about in the Senate is that you can put a one above the line and then if that candidate doesn't get elected or that party doesn't get elected, the votes flow on according to what's called the group voting ticket. Now, that doesn't happen in New South Wales, and I went right through the voting process uh, this week just to make sure of how it works. In New South Wales, if you just put a one above the line, your vote only goes to that party. It doesn't flow on. So it's important that you either... You have two options then in New South Wales. You can either vote your preferences above the line, so you can vote one for party number one and number two for your second party of preference and number three for your third party of preference, all above the line. Or you vote below the line and you have to vote for at least 15 candidates below the line and we'd recommend more. So you can then allocate how you want your vote to flow below the line. But if you only put a one above the line like you do in the Senate, it's only going to go to that particular party and that's that's a problem. Okay, it is complicated and we have seen some very strange outcomes and perhaps because voters haven't understood the complexity and just the uh, the sequence of uh, the way that needs to happen to actually cast the vote in the way that you would like. Uh, Jenny, pointing people to that Christian values checklist again and I'll point people to the Salt Shakers website where people can be able to have a link to that and also some other things that we've been talking about when it comes to the way you cast your vote. Uh, Jenny Stokes from Salt Shakers, always good getting your insights and I'm sure listeners will uh, go to your site, check those things out. The election's not that far away, 28th of this month for New South Wales listeners and I know that uh, people around Australia, listeners, will be interested in what happens in the outcome of that election. Jenny, thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thanks a lot, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.